0: It's the weekend, so relax and listen to some stories the whole family can enjoy. That's right, it's the Saturday Story Circle, here on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated G for general audience. Chapter 11 Abigail and Timothy were on their third thrift store of the morning and beginning to get a little discouraged. Consolidated charities collected for organizations that ran stores under different names throughout the city, and they were each a little bit different. Timothy had plotted a map with a route from store to store, and printed up two copies of the map, in case they got separated for some reason, which Abigail could not begin to imagine. At first glance it seemed like the most efficient way to handle the search— And if each of the stores had been identical, maybe that would have been true. As they looked around store number three, which they had ridden their bikes for fifteen minutes to get to and appeared to mostly sell housewares, Abigail realized there must be a better way. But the whole route is based on geographic proximity, Timothy protested. Abigail stood and blinked at him, as if daring him to make her ask— how close the stores are to each other, Timothy explained sheepishly. He took out his copy of the route map and pointed to it. See, it takes us on a kind of a loop around the city. Timothy, how long do you think it would take us to finish that loop? My brother's only home for a long weekend, Abigail protested. Timothy looked a little deflated by this point, and Abigail felt a momentary twinge of guilt that she could not explain. "Bring that map," she said, even though she had one in her own pocket. "We are going to get some answers." It took several minutes of walking the aisles to find someone who worked there-a pleasant looking woman who looked to be about the same age as Abigail's grandmother, who seemed surprised to see them there. "Hello, my dears," the lady said with a warm smile. "'Is there something I can help you with?' Abigail looked at the lady and made several quick calculations. The first being that if Abigail gave her the opportunity, she would probably talk and talk much longer than Abigail wanted to listen. She knew this was jumping to conclusions, but there was something about the lady that reminded her of her grandmother's friend Matilda, who was much, much too free with information that you hadn't asked for and didn't want.' Abigail resolved to try and keep the lady on topic. She also knew that anyone who radiated this much grandmotherly energy wanted to help already, and that her best professional manner would only confuse her and provoke questions that Abigail was not interested in answering, which meant that words like client, case, associate, and expenses were all best kept on ice. "'Yes, please,' Abigail said trying to tell the increasingly convoluted story in as few words as possible, while also editing to make it sound less detective-y. "'My friend and I are trying to help my brother.' Abigail thought this was a very good beginning, but she was momentarily distracted by Timothy, who she saw out of the corner of her eye as he straightened up and jumped, as if someone had given him an electric shock in the seat of his pants. She turned and looked at Timothy, "'who nodded awkwardly, as if agreeing with her "'and suggesting that she continue, so she did. "'Our mother cleaned out his room "'and donated some of his things without asking, as a surprise. "'Oh, dear,' the lady said, "'clasping her hands together in front of her. "'And was he surprised?' she asked. "'Yes, ma'am,' Abigail nodded. "'He was downright shocked.' "'I thought so.' She smiled a tight, concerned smile. I cleaned out my son's room once myself, got rid of some things I was sure he didn't want any more. I have never quite heard the end of it to this day. How old is your son now? Timothy asked, and Abigail made a mental note to pinch him later for asking questions likely to provoke a long story in which she had no interest. He's thirty seven. "'The lady sighed, with three children of his own. "'Believe me, young lady, you think you are helping your brother, "'and you are a very good sister for doing that.' "'Abigail's ears grew hot and red about how much this was not true. "'If Jeremy was a lousy brother but a fairly decent client, "'then she was probably a terrible sister and an excellent detective.' But the lady did not need to know that, and she was still talking, so there was no opportunity to say so anyway. I can tell you from experience, though, the lady said with a smile, that if you can get some of those things back, you will also be helping your mother more than any of you knows. I suppose that makes you a very good daughter as well. Abigail flushed. She was not at all sure about this point either, even at the best of times, and her mother certainly would not approve of her current caseload, that much seemed certain. Again, she decided not to mention this at all. "'So, you came here looking for your brother's things?' The lady seemed to be following along without much need for prompting. "'We sell mostly housewares and furniture.' "'Yes, ma'am,' Abigail agreed. "'So we gathered.' Timothy produced his copy of the map and held it out for the lady to see. "'This is a map showing various thrift stores that are supplied by Consolidated Charities,' he said, pointing. "'And here is the route that will take us to all of them most directly. "'But we're starting to have some concerns about time, "'and wondered if you could offer some advice on most likely locations to visit first. "'The lady looked terribly interested,' and gazed at Timothy's map with the wide-eyed, easily-impressed wonder that only a grandmother can truly capture. You did all this, she asked. And when Timothy nodded, the lady turned back to Abigail and nodded her approval. Very organized this one is, she said. Why, he's almost like a detective, isn't he? Almost, Abigail said, casting Timothy a dark look. The lady looked at the locations that were already marked on the map. Oh, dear, she said. You've already been to Beasley Street. Yes, we have, Abigail nodded. It was full of winter coats and boots. That's what they do, the lady said. Their focus is on making sure that people can afford to stay warm in the winter. It's July, Abigail observed. Yes, the lady agreed sagely, but it won't always be. Abigail decided not to argue that point, if for no other reason than that it was true. "'What is your brother missing?' the lady asked. "'Hm, baseball cards, I suppose. It's always baseball cards and comic books.' "'My dad saved the baseball cards,' Abigail said, "'and we rescued the comic books yesterday.' "'Well,' the lady beamed, "'aren't you something special?' "'Most of the list is old toys at this point.' "'Timothy said, shuffling the papers in his hand, "'as if he might get into the particulars "'of Jeremy's missing sets of action figures at any moment, "'in which case he would get two pinches, "'the second one much harder than the first. "'But the lady did not take the bait. "'Well, if it's toys, you want one of the big stores,' she said, "'taking out a pen and circling locations on Timothy's map. "'This one, on Rampart, is often very good, "'and up here at the St. James Centre. "'But the one you should really try first "'is the Smart Cell Superstore.' "'That's the place out by Christy Link?' Abigail asked. "'It is,' the lady beamed at Abigail again, "'as if she were terribly bright, which Abigail enjoyed, "'but it was getting a little embarrassing.' I know that store, Timothy said. My mom and I went there when I was looking for things for my Halloween costume. Oh, what were you dressed as, dear? The lady asked, as if she really, really wanted to know. Nikola Tesla, Timothy said, quite pleased that someone had asked. Abigail and the lady from the store just blinked at him a few times. He was an inventor, Timothy said, and an engineer. Thank you for your help, ma'am. Abigail said, her professional manner restored. You've been very helpful. The lady beamed as though she had just been given a dozen roses. And so polite, too, she said. Somebody must be very proud of you, young lady. He invented alternating current, Timothy said, still sounding surprised that he was the only one in the room who knew who Tesla was. Stop talking now, Abigail said pulling him by the arm toward the door, as a lady smiled and waved, as though they had made her day, which it is possible that they had. Abigail was all business as they hit the wall of hot air that hung motionless outside the air-conditioned cocoon of the store. "'We should get moving,' she said. "'I think we should try this smart Cell superstore first, "'And it's a long way to Christy Link.' Abigail hurried to unlock her bicycle, and did not notice for a moment that Timothy was not following her lead. "'If we don't have something to show for today, I don't think we can get another day's work out of this case. The client is antsy as it is.' "'Listen,' Timothy said, "'about what you said in there—' Abigail turned to look at Timothy. He was just kind of standing beside his bike, like he didn't know what to do next. "'What are you doing?' she said. We need to get moving. Timothy seemed flustered. I just... he began, and then shook his head. Okay, never mind. What? Abigail asked, wondering if she had done something wrong. Nothing, Timothy said, bending over to unlock his bike. Let's go. What did I say? she asked. "Hm," Timothy said, as if he hadn't really heard her, which he did sometimes and was super annoying. "'Don't, hmm, me,' Abigail scolded him. "'You said something about what I said in there. What did I say?' "'Nothing,' Timothy protested. Abigail made a face at him. "'You said we were friends,' he said. Abigail shrugged. "'Yeah?' she asked. Timothy flushed and seemed very sorry that he had brought this up. "'It's just you usually say associate or consultant or something,' he said." Abigail shrugged. "'I was trying to keep it simple,' she said. "'I thought the detective business might confuse her. "'Or worse, it might inspire her to tell a long, personal story about people we don't know.' "'Timothy nodded. "'But are we?' he asked. "'Abigail seemed flustered. "'Are we what?' she asked. "'Are we friends?' "'Timothy nodded. "'Of course we're friends, dummy!' "'Abigail said, confused and also slightly annoyed "'that it sounded so strange when she said it aloud. "'We've been doing stuff, like, every day. "'Agency stuff,' he said. "'And all of your regular friends went away for the summer, remember?' "'Abigail remembered. "'Her friends had abandoned her for the summer, "'which was what had provoked her to start the detective agency in the first place. "'But she didn't really think of Timothy any differently "'than she did Molly or Rosalie or Flora.' "'except that they would have all been useless at detective work "'and never would have gone along with the idea. "'And Timothy did more or less whatever she said, "'which seemed to be an excellent quality "'and made up for the fact that he was a boy. "'At least a little.' "'What's that got to do with anything?' she asked, "'knowing that somehow it did.' "'Timothy shrugged. "'I just didn't exactly know. "'We hadn't said it out loud or anything.' Well, sometimes that's how it works, Abigail said, annoyed with the fact they were spending time on this, and even more annoyed with the fact that it seemed to be at least a little bit important. You don't always say it out loud, do you, with your other friends? There was a small and painful silence in which Timothy did not say that he did not have any other friends, and in which Abigail realized that was what he was not saying, but wanted to. Well, we are. Abigail said simply. Now let's get going or I'll knock your head in with that bicycle lock. Right, Timothy agreed, looking far too pleased with himself. Oh, and by the way, Abigail said, reaching over and pinching his arm so hard that he yelped, that's for all the chitter-chatter in there. Timothy tried very hard to stop grinning as he rubbed his arm. That's tough but fair, he said.